How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Wow. Excellent. As always, Happy New Year. Or as, you, as I was going to say, as Mark Stiles has coined the phrase, let's hear it, Mark. Happier New Year. Happier New Year. Let's certainly hope so. So whew, where do we start? Where do we start? You know, 2020 in review. Hindsight is 2020. I'm sure that's not the first person to say that. You might be. Hmm. You might be the first person on this podcast to say that. Well, that's probably true. For those of you who are, are listening, uh, we are looking at our WhatsApp here. Which is a Facebook company. Which is a Facebook End-to-end end encryption. End-to-end. End. Yeah. Do you know that, that terminology? It's got end-to-end end encryption. What does, that, what does that actually mean, Mark? <laughs> it means that our communications are essentially private. On WhatsApp. You know, I, I think that that's so important because there's there's so much concern about privacy and invasion of privacy and, and intrusion. Um, tech overreach. Tech overreach. And, and, and I think it leads to a little bit of paranoia in some times, don't you think? You know, it, it, absolutely. Um, and it's funny because when they first started disclosing that they're taking our information or they're marketing to us specifically through our behaviors. My initial reaction was fine. I'm good with it because I would rather you market to me what I want and need versus something that is completely outside the scope of something I would ever consume, right? So, so for example, a, a feminine product, like why is that being marketed to me? It hasn't been in the last five years when they're directly marketing based on algorithms that follow my behavior patterns. But with all good things, there's a tipping point and we may be there. This section 230, have you been following the talk about uh, eliminating uh, Section 230 um, protections from these tech companies. Do you, do you want to just explain from your database what Section 230 is as far as you understand it? As far as I understand it, and I am not uh, a, a tech attorney, I am not uh, a constitutional contract attorney either, uh, but my understanding is there's a lot of people upset with how tech is behaving and controlling and potentially censoring. And some of the people who are upset with it, which most people are upset with it when they realize what they're doing in certain situations. But what the upset folks are saying is, let's take away these protections. If somebody posts on their platform, 
then they aren't responsible what for what that person posted. If they are or are not? Currently, they are not. Right. If you remove this protection, it changes the game of social media and online communities overnight. So it would be, a, it, it, it's, it's steering a Titanic. It, there's gonna be a lot of resistance. As you can see, there's already tremendous resistance from the big players in tech right now for any type of oversight and regulations. Um, but this would be, this would, this would cripple them because they would be responsible for every um, post and communication made on their platform, in essence, Facebook. So just think about the amount of, of traffic that is on Facebook right now, right? How many posts are being made worldwide right now? And now you're complicit and responsible for what is up on your platform. I don't think they're going to be able to do that, but I think what it does is it says, hey, we need drastic changes here because what's happening is is wrong and you're controlling conversations and limiting. So, so help me understand this a bit more. So is this saying that if somebody posts something on my Facebook page, yeah they post something that Facebook is responsible for it or I'm uh, responsible for it? No, the idea that people are, you know, this big audacious goal of, of controlling tech, right? Because it, let's call it what it is. I mean, this sprung out and exploded in a very, very short period of time, right? Nobody knew when it first started, what it could become, right? I mean, Mark Zuckerberg putting together, you know, this, this Facebook, right? What it's become, I don't think he possibly imagined when he first started out on it. So where are we now and what are we going to do? Is, has the train gone too far down the road to even pull it back at this point? So there are some people who are saying, okay, what about section 230? What about holding these companies responsible for what is on their platform, which is virtually impossible. So, but what they're saying is let's break this thing down and build it back up responsibly and maturely. But, but why should the Facebook people be responsible for somebody who posts something on my posting site shouldn't I take it you got you have to take it one level further it's not your posting site right there's the doctor there's there's Joe Shran there's yeah. the Dr. Joe show and then there's but it's this is group. all on Facebook right so take it one level further it's it's Facebook's now responsible for what somebody posted on your page on Facebook. Right, I understand. And, and that's what removing 230 would do. Is that right? Or that's what 230 is for? 230 is to protect Facebook from that liability to say, okay. I'm not responsible for what that person put on Dr. Joe Schrand posting post. I, I, I can't control everybody, 
But if they remove that protection, then they have to redevelop their entire business model. But then aren't they put in the position where they are even more in control of what gets posted? Because they'll say, no, you can't post that because I'll get sued. So isn't that, but isn't that like exactly the opposite of freedom of speech? Exactly the opposite of what the United States wants? They then become the self-regulator of what is safe speech, right? Well, but I, I don't think that that's, I'm not sure people would want that. I mean, right now there's there's so much being posted. Um, My understanding is Twitter, other places will post this is not true, or you know, not fact checked, or something like that. And 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 I think this was directly in response to some people posting things that other people believe that fomented really the potential for a lot of dissent and anger and um, and fractionation of our country, and if not the world. So why should Facebook be responsible for that if it's the people who are doing the posting? And I, you know, we're just having this discussion, and this is a fascinating subject. It is fascinating, but if you take it a step back, right? So you're, you, you take it forward and say, okay, what if they remove these chapter 230 uh, or section 230? I don't even know what this is for. This is not even... Uh, something I've done any amount of research on other than uh, a limited understanding and and intrigue, right, if anything. But if you took away these protections, you're seeing it as more of a censorship problem. But the people who are asking for this, right, you, bad tech, you are controlling the message right now. And we can't continue to let you do that because you're controlling the narrative. You're controlling the message based on your thought system, as opposed to, you know, this independent, objective, neutral voice. So I, I, I'm trying to understand that, Mark, because it, again, we're we maybe having a circular discussion, but yeah. you know, according to Wikipedia, if you trust. Wikipedia, Section 230 is a piece of internet legislation in the United States passed into law as part of the Communications Decency Act of 1996, a common name for Title V of the Telecommunications Act of 1996, Telecommunications Act, important to be able to communicate that word, Telecommunications Act of 1996, formally codified as Section 230 of the Communications Act of 1934. It generally provides immunity for website publishers from third-party content. It provides immunity from liability for providers and users of an interactive computer service who publish information. No provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So, I think, I think that that you know certainly says whatever the person is posting is liable. But I think the repeal of this law is in response to Facebook and Wikipedia, or I mean, and, and, and other uh, internet sites saying this is not fact checked. This may not be true. That's a whole different thing. 
but they're that, picking that, they're, they're picking and choosing what they're choosing to highlight and identify and and ultimately take down i i heard stories of folks that made postings pre-election and were suspended from facebook until after the election that is frightening but but i think that's a different that's a different law then isn't it well so what's happening is they're probably getting very close to crossing the line on where their uh, protections will be right so that is protecting them but i'm sure there's a give and take so long as you don't do this right because if you're going to can if you're going to censor unilaterally then we we can't protect you anymore right Right. And, and this gets into really a whole nother area, right, of, of what is true anymore. Right. You know, I, I posted something like this actually just yesterday and I'm getting a few nice responses on the Dr. Joe Schrand posting site. Um, and it was a discussion that I'd had with somebody. Um, we had different views. We watched different news stations. Uh, and this person was getting pretty angry because I wasn't agreeing with their position. Um, and I was able to reframe it and say, look, just because I don't agree with what you're saying doesn't mean you have any less value to me. And really instantaneously, you could see this person just begin to calm down. So part of, part of this is how do we know whether the world that you are listening to is the same world that I'm listening to? And why should it always or really matter? Perspective is perspective. As long as I can respect your perspective uh, without devaluing you, I'm, like I said, you know, that's what the Dr. Joe show is. Who we are and why we do what we do. We're just interested in why people do what they do. But unfortunately, this leads into an area, a limbic part of our brain, where we just get so angry because all of a sudden we think the person who doesn't agree with us thinks we're less valuable. What do you think about that, Mark? I think it's more important than ever for people to understand your I am approach because without question, and I've had this conversation with many people, without question, there are two very strong, but very different messages being sent out through the mega, mega horns. Hey, you there, citizen, I want you to pay attention to this. And which message you choose to listen to, you tend to continue to listen to it. And they're so vastly different and they're so creatively edited for their specific listener that there's almost no middle right now. And that's scary to me. So when I say that it's more important than ever because it's more important that people respect that perspective and understand that they're hearing a very different message than what I'm hearing. And, and guess what? I, I'm willing to bet there actually is a middle when it comes to that. And that 
we can just get a little bit closer to it, we're all going to be better off, right? Because my message that I'm hearing is probably not 100% accurate. And if I'm humble and, uh, and intelligent enough to realize that, I'm hoping that maybe you are also humble and intelligent enough to realize that the message that's being conveyed to you daily over and over again might not be 100% accurate either. So there's some gray area there that let's try to understand each other's perspectives and find that middle that actually makes sense because the messages are being sent for purpose. And now we're hearing that some of the most successful message senders are starting to block based on their perceptions of reality. Very interesting times. I mean, we've been saying it's been interesting for 10 months now, but it's really interesting right now. I mean, is this that much different than how this conversation started? About how did this start and why are we talking about this? We started because we were, we were reflecting on 2020 and we we're reflecting mm -hmm. on information and we started talking about how the ads are sort of tailored to you now, right? So you're yeah. not getting an, a, an, an ad about women's, you know, pantyhose, um, but you may be getting an ad about certain things in the legal world. Correct. How is that any different than what's happening politically? That certain people are now being targeted because they've made some gesture or said something with one particular word, and now they get flooded with basically advertising. So I, the turning point in this discussion that I had with this person was when I reminded him that we all want the same thing. And he immediately disagreed. No, 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 no. Because what I want is this part talking po politics. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about who we are as human beings. We just want to feel valued. And he paused. He said, it's true. I said, so when I disagree or wonder about why you adopt this position, it doesn't mean I see you as any less valuable. I'm actually want to have that discussion. I can't have that discussion with anyone if they think the outcome will be that they are devalued. Right. Why would they want to? Right. So that's, that has to be the foundation for our global communication. There's, there's, I don't think there's any other way that we can come together. Right. And that is what the I am is about. The I am is saying we're doing the best we can. If you don't like it, you can change it, but I wanna understand it. How are you meant to know why someone is doing what they're doing if you're not talking with them, not to them or at them, but with them? Um, so I, I think that 2020 has been such a pivotal year not only with the pandemic. The pandemic, I think, reminded us that we all have so much more in common than we have disparate. We are human beings. 
Some people are more vulnerable to this virus than others. That's true. But the other side of it is it also 2020 and the last several years have revealed once again this underlying component of who we are as human beings of wanting to be part of a group. And when you're part of a group, unfortunately, sometimes you then think that your group is better than another group. And now you have an entire mass of people potentially devaluing another mass of people and then are astonished that we have anger and wars and conflict. I can be part of a different group and still respect yours because we're one group. It's called humanity. We're one species and we have an origin story and that origin story is not necessarily a pretty one. It's based on survival. It's based on us having to compete with another group because there were limited resources or we thought there were. But right now, I don't know if there are limited resources. Not great distribution of resources, grant that. But do we still need to compete at the same level? Do I still need to think that the only way that I can be valuable is to make you less valuable? What do you think, Mark? I mean, is that is that where we is that where we get stuck? When you have two competing groups, which we have right now, then that's exactly where you're going to get stuck, right? Because you know they're going to want to keep you in their group, right? But what happened to the United States? Isn't it fascinating how these two groups? are virtually the same size. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's the divided states of America right now. Does it need to stay that way? I hope not. Do you think you're alone in that? In that understanding of what's happening? hope. Or do you think that Uh, there there are these two groups that on some level would rather be united? Granted, there'll always be individuals within the group who say, there's no way you're going to change my mind. Okay. If, if I can't change your mind, does that mean that you can't respect me? Because well, I don't agree with you? It, it's a great question on, on so many, so many different levels, right? Would some people rather split the country right in half and you guys go over there to the left and those folks you go over there to the right and, you know, but there, I'm sure there would be groups that would start to fracture if they did that. You know, I've been saying that there needs to be much more options, right? These two part, this two party system is what has created this problem. Um, and can you get people to respect one another? That's the I am approach, right? It, we, getting that message to as many human beings as possible so that they can understand what we understand. But when you have somebody who's perceived to be so far away in the thought process of you, or in reality, there are two very different 
beliefs of how things should be, then it's an uphill battle because many of those people will think that it's impossible to understand the other or to live harmoniously with the other person because their thought process is so vastly different than the way I see it, right? So my utopia is one way, that person's utopia is another way and they do not intersect at all. You know, can they respect each other? I hope so, but sure. can they agree that they're gonna actually unite in one belief? Unless that belief is respect, then I don't, I don't know. Like you would have to change somebody's mind. And that's what frustrates me so much about what's going on right now is everybody's trying to change the other person's mind. Everybody's saying, no, you're wrong. I'm right. And here's why. Yeah. So do you think the I am is a unifying model then? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do too. I think the I am unifies us because it, it encourages, not just tolerates, but embraces that diversity. There's nothing wrong with diversity, right? I mean, the, the, the thing about diversity that freaks people out is it means, whoa, 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 whoa. That means that that's not my group. You look different, you act different, you think different. You know, it's an I am. You know, remember folks, the I am is saying that we are always doing the best we can. This is our current maximum potential at every moment in time. I, and I truly believe this. We do the best we can with the potential to change influenced by four domains, our home domain, our social domain, the biological domain of our brain and body and the I see. How do I see myself? How do I think other people see me? We've been talking about that. Human beings are very interested in what other people think or feel. We call that empathy. We're not always interested if we think that they are so different, we lose that empathy, which is incredibly dangerous. But what we really wanna know is what they're thinking about me. And because we're more interested in what other people think about us, we think if they don't agree with us, that means that they see us as less valuable, which means I'm gonna shut down my empathy because I don't wanna know what they're thinking about me. That's the way the brain works. It's the biological domain, interacting with the I see, how I see myself, how I think other people see me. But you know, you don't have to like your I am, you don't have to condone it. It's not a free ride. You're gonna be held responsible because everything you do has a natural consequence. And your I am doesn't even mean you're gonna win or be successful. And for some people, success is when you love going to work and love going home. For some people, success is having food in the refrigerator. For some people, success is, is having a home to have a refrigerator. For some people, success is just being able to wake up and get through the day. But instead of judging ourselves and others as less than and broken, not doing the best we can, should be doing better. What's wrong with you? Why do you think that? Let's look again at why we do what we do 
based on the influence of the domains. And think about the words, look again, again, look. Again, to repeat something, look like a spectator. The I am saying, let's respect why we do what we do. And when is the last time you got angry at someone treating you with respect? You don't, right? You don't. Because being respected feels great. Anger is an emotion designed to change things. Being respected feels wonderful. That's what leads us to feel valuable. That's what we all want. At any and every moment in time, you can remind someone of their value and that increases your own value. Respect leads to value and value leads to trust. With trust, you can have these discussions without being afraid you'll be less valuable. And this is part of what we, I believe are in great need of right now is trust. There's so much mistrust. There's, there's mistrust that is now being communicated to millions and millions and millions of people leading them to wonder whether what's real. What news do you listen to to get your dose of reality? So, I don't know, I've had an absolutely unique and wonderful experience in my career as a psychiatrist. I have had the honor and privilege of talking with so many different people from so many cultures so much diversity, so many thoughts, so many feelings. People who, who are in their world of reality where things are really scary for a lot of them. But you know what? Why can they talk with me about it? Why do I get this honor and privilege? It's one simple thing because of the I am. I'm not judging them. I'm just interested in them. And that immediately gives them a comfort, a safety, a place where they can talk with another person without fear that they're gonna be judged. Folks, we need more of that right now. We need to be able to talk with each other without fearing that we're gonna be judged. Because the other road takes us down some very scary, dangerous places. And I don't think we need to go there again. We've been there plenty of times. I don't know. I just could go on about this, but I will stop and take a breath. Well, Dr. Joe, on our hundredth episode, one of the rules of the I am is that you control nobody, no one, but you influence everyone. Yep. Going forward, what influence would you like to be? You're right, Mark. I am has that as a rule. You control no one, you influence everyone. And the other one, small changes have big effects. So what kind of influence does Dr. Joe want to be? Just like this. I want people to know that they are valuable. I want everyone to know that they're valuable. I want to help you believe in yourself 
that you are valuable and that your value does not need to be jeopardized because somebody else is also valuable. Just the opposite. The more trust we have in the world, the safer everyone will feel. And when you feel safer, it changes the biological domain. It changes cortisol levels, it changes stress hormones, it changes so much. And then we can explore who we are as human beings. So that small change is what I'd like. The small change is that you recognize that you control no one, but influence everyone. And you get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. What kind of influence do you really want to be? I believe in our heart of hearts, we are good people. Every one of us. And that when you can find that part and do good for somebody else, it's not about your political position. It's about your human position. We're one species, it's called humanity. We're one group. So it may not be as small a change as I would like. It may be a huge change, but I'm not so sure. I think it's just rekindling part of who we were when we were little kids. When you're a little kid, one of the first things you learn to do is whether you trust or mistrust. It's one of the first stages of development. Trust versus mistrust. I'd like to think we can trust each other more. Hundredth podcast. Yeah. Congratulations. Couldn't have done it without you. So to, to get to this point about, yes, this is part of what we do on the Dr. Joe show is very often it's quite spontaneous, just like this. But I think it reflects uh, another part of who we are as, as a culture. You are an expert in your own life. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you are not the expert in your life. But we bring to our lives a lot of stuff that we're not fully aware of. I mean, I have no idea who made these clothes that I'm wearing. I, I wouldn't know how to make the piece of clothing that I'm wearing. But how I wear it, what I wear, I guess, is a reflection of something. You know, I bought this. Why am I saying this? It's because we bring this to our discussions as well. We're not experts in chapter 230, or we're not experts in Wikipedia, but Mark Stiles is an expert in law, and I'm an expert in psychiatry. All of us have this to offer. But if we take a position that is so rigid, well, that's an I am. How do you think that's gonna influence people? What's it been like for you if you've been around someone who you just couldn't get through to? You know, do you write them off? But you say, well, you know, that's their I am. But what am I trying to get through to them, right? Right. And again, I think the one thing that we can get through is you're valuable. Right. You know, interested. I'm interested in why you do what you do, why you think what you think. 
know, but I'm not going to edit it. That's not my job. A lot of people take it as their job to edit what other people think and feel. Back to section 230. Yeah. And sometimes it's dismissive. It dismisses your opinion. Just because people don't agree with you doesn't mean you need to feel dismissed. That's there I am. So there I am is they see things differently. Okay, that's cool. Now what do we do? How do we come together with these differences? And yeah, that's a challenge, but we can do it as long as we keep it frontal and don't go limbic. You got to keep thinking this through, not just feeling it through. Hundred episodes. Wow. It's a big number. Big number. And I think one of the things I really want to talk about is anger. You know, I think we really need to understand what anger is about, what it really is, how it is part of who we are as human beings, how it has defined us for so long, and how we now don't let don't need to let it define us anymore. We can outsmart it. So this was fun, Mark. It was fun. I had no idea what we were getting into for episode number 100, but it was fun nonetheless. What do you think? I think uh, we've got a lot more episodes in front of us. The content does not seem to uh, slow down for us because everything has an I am. Everything has an I am. You control no one, you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be and small changes have big effects. You don't need to change everything, folks. Small change can have a big effect. So let's just decide which small change we want to make as we enter 2021. 2021. Make it a year. It's going to be great. Yep. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to the Dr. Joe Show. 100.